Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh, honey. Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. <laughs> Geico, because saving 15 percent or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen: Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Anna Raimondi. She is a motivational speaker, teacher, intuitive, and an author. Anna's passion is to give others the tools they need to live their lives in joy while following their soul's mission. Anna holds a Bachelor's of Arts in Clinical Psychology, a Master's of Business Administration, and is a hypnotherapist, grief counselor, and spiritual counselor. She was the host of a radio show on Cox Radio called Messages from Heaven. Anna has written two books, Talking to the Dead in Suburbia, An Ordinary Woman with Extraordinary Gift, and One with the Drum, A Journey to the Soul. Anna and I will be having a conversation about her latest book she channeled from the Virgin Mary titled Conversations with Mary, messages of love, healing, hope, and unity for everyone. Good morning, Anna. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm doing very well this morning. Thank you. Wonderful. It is a pleasure to have you on the air with me. Conversations with Mary is a delightful read and a very well-written book. The spiritual aspects of who we are, our life's purpose are beautifully captured and expressed. So congratulations with that. Thank you. Before we get started, I believe the number one question people like to ask this morning is, are you ready for Turkey Day? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am ready. I am ready with a little help from our local supermarket. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Who's preparing my turkey. I cheat. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, but it still smells good in the house. Ah, fantastic. Well, let us get started with getting to know you a little bit better. So please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Well, I'm a born medium, so I'm not one of these people that had some cataclysmic experience Uh and then began to communicate with heaven. I've been doing this for as long as I can remember. Um, You know, my my parents talk about me at two years old, pointing Mm -hmm. up and at angels and People, you know, sitting, trying to sit in chairs and me yelling at them that they were sitting on somebody. My uncle mm-hmm. actually thought I should be institutionalized because I was a crazy little kid <laughs> talking about all this stuff. You know, my parents got involved in a healing movement in the Catholic Church. We choose mm-hmm. our parents, and I actually, on a soul level, chose very wisely because I was able to open up my intuition even further with mm-hmm. the people that they were, they were with. And the people Mm -hmm. would come to our house and ask if I could sit with them and talk with them because, you know, as a little kid, I was telling them things that no little kid could possibly know. But so I walked in my walk until I got a little bit older when I was in high school. And that's Mm -hmm. when I realized that not everybody was seeing what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the 70s, there was not a lot of talk about mediums or intuitives or people like that there was a only, right. only Jean Dixon you know that was the only one and mm-hmm. she was an astrologer so you know I kind of went undercover until you know I um, I never the gift was always there I was always able to see but I never really talked about it until you know I got much older until you know after I had children and moved to Connecticut and then kind of felt like you know it's time but it was slow. Mm-hmm. It was slow before mm-hmm. I, I got public. You know, I first became a Reiki master and then a shaman. And, you know, I kind of filled my two bag until I felt the confidence to go forward with it. I understand. Were there other members of the family in the lineage on both sides of the family that were basically a medium in the past? Yes. Um, 
when I re- when I wrote my first book, my cousin gave it to my aunt, and my aunt mm-hmm. asked what the book was about, and my cousin said, well, you know, Anna sees and communicates with those on the other side, and my aunt's right. her very words were, big deal, I did too, that's why they gave me shock therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they 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 diagnosed yeah. her schizophrenic. You know, my right. father. Um, you know, I think he was able to read people, but not as much as my mother. My mother mm-hmm. actually um, sees auras and she's intuitive, not to the level that I am, because you know she's not. You know, she's not really out there doing it. It was just something that she had. So, you know, that's all I know. I don't know if anybody else had it, but there's definitely a genetic component. That's beautiful. The reason why I asked you that is because one of my aunts, late aunts in Malaysia, she was a medium. And that's the kind of thing that I kind of realized. Of course, I left Malaysia when I was 18. But in Malaysia, or say in Asia for a very long time, this is the interesting part about the whole scenario here, because Asians and, well, the Native Americans as well, we're all very spiritual people, correct? So Mm -hmm. you really had that sense of connection, the connectivity with the energy and so forth. And truly so that it's handed down from generations to generations. And you don't know who is going to get it because it's based on one's personality. And it's kind of somewhat chosen in some ways, so to speak. When you talk about you in your generation, I say that respectfully. I think we're both in the same generation. But in the United States or in the Western world, we are confined with the concept of the structure of religion and spirituality and so forth from a very organized perspective. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But then there's a shift, I think, starting from the late 70s into the 80s and so forth. People are more in tune towards spirituality. The good news is that you were right at the forefront of the lead wave into that. And Mm -hmm. so I'm really happy for you. Yeah, there are no coincidences. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's so many intuitives and mediums and healers that mm-hmm. were born in the 60s and 70s. And there's even more now. This whole mm-hmm. wave of babies being born now, they're at a very, very, very high level. Um, is mm-hmm. that your aunt on your mother's side who was intuitive? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because I'm feeling that um, she meditated in, in the rice fields. Um, like she opened up her soul there, but that's also why you are so intuitive because you're highly, highly intuitive, not as much as your sister. Okay. Um, you're, so you have a sister? Yes, I'm adopted. This is interesting. And then my sister was adopted from a different family, but the connection is very, very strong that I feel because my sister, she looks like my mom. I look like my dad. (laughs) Even if you're adopted, there's an energetic connection. You know, yeah. and so that's why sometimes adopted children do look like their parents because there's an energetic really? connection. You're part, of, oh yeah, you're part of your adopted family as mm-hmm. well as your biological family. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it goes both ways. So, you know, if I were to do a reading with you, I would probably mm-hmm. bring up people from both families, which is very confusing because you have mm. an, a biological mother and father and you have an adopted yeah. mother and father. So you get a lot right. of families coming through. Okay. But wow. there's an energetic component. So even though mm-hmm. it's not blood, you belong to your adopted family as well. Ah, very interesting. My aunt, she had since passed, but yes, she grew up in the rice fields. So did my mom in the rice fields mm-hmm. of Malaysia. My mom married and went to live in the city. But my aunts continued to live in the village. Her house is surrounded by rice fields. Yeah, and that was her place. That was her mm-hmm. place um, where she found her soul, where she found God. Mm-hmm. Because she's telling me she didn't complain about being there, you know, as some people mm-hmm. would. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of you get up, you go to the rice fields, you eat, you go to bed, yeah, yeah. you go to back. You know, it's kind of a mundane life. Um, but she's right. saying it was never that for her because it was where she felt, where she cultivated you know, her third eye, where she cultivated her mm-hmm. intuition and where she prayed because she prayed in the rice field. That's where she got through mm-hmm. it. And then she didn't mm-hmm. complain. Um, she's mm-hmm. very proud of you. Okay, this is your aunt I'm talking about. She's wow. very proud of you because you're taking something that she had inside of her and you're pulling mm-hmm. it forward into a bigger platform. Very interesting. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Sometimes I feel like I'm disoriented, unorganized in some ways. For lack of a better term, it's the funny term, failure to launch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be the no, right but you have. You. But you know what? But you have launched, and you are launching, mm-hmm. um, and you're mm-hmm. on the cusp of another book. Mm-hmm. 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 So, you Thank know, you. once that yeah. comes out, it'll bring you even further. But follow your heart. Follow your soul. Your mother's saying it's always important to follow your soul and follow your heart. Very interesting. Thank you. My sister, who is adopted from another family, she's six years older than I am, Mm -hmm. I see her, that beautiful soul. For one reason or another, I have this thing about when I see a person, I can see Mm -hmm. sort of, like they say, through someone's eyes into their soul. And even with animals, I can kind of like go right into it. And there's a certain amount of that authenticity, there's a certain amount of authentic calmness. So I enjoyed in terms of you talking about soul and so forth. That's quite interesting. Yeah, you know, you can read people. Again, you're very intuitive. You know, your 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 vibe is that you can read people. And you should really, you know, trust your gut. It's, imp- it's really mm-hmm. important to trust your gut. You know, and you read into the essence of the person because the soul is our essence. The soul is our connection to God. The soul mm-hmm. is more important than, you know, the, the skin around us. That's passing yeah. and fleeting. The soul goes on and it has the memories of, you know, past lives and being in, in, in the realm of God. So you're seeing something that, you know, other people may not be perceiving. That's interesting. But sometimes it's hard, though, because I feel like being that I'm an empath, so I'm mm-hmm. feeling and you get hurt a lot easier. The cut is a little oh, bit yeah. deeper and stuff like that. <laughs> well, you're sen- you know, you're sensitive. You know, yeah. when I was growing up, I remember my father always saying, oh, my God, she's so sensitive. She's like, I can right. cry on a dime, you know. Right. But that's because we feel. You know, part of right. being an empath is you feel. You feel the feelings around you. You know, yeah. um, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a wonderful gift to be able to feel because people walk around numb, which I think is why Mary is coming through to us now. You mm-hmm. know, she wants us to break out of that numbness that we have put ourselves in because of fear, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you feel. That's great. That's wonderful. Sometimes it hurts. Yeah, I've always believed. I've always believed that they're basically two but separate equal forces that governs all our decision-making process, love or fear. So when you look mm-hmm. through the lens of love, you have a totally different perspective versus looking through the lens of fear. Having said that, too much love can be bad because then you'll be walk all over <laughs> And too much fear, you won't leave home without checking out the widget board. (laughs) Well, you know, um, in the book Conversations with Mary, Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. describes God as being the highest vibration, and it's the vibration of love. Mm -hmm. Okay? Fear is the opposite of love. Fear says, I have no faith. Fear says, I don't believe. Fear says, there's a God. You know, that's, that's what fear is about. Now, I'm not talking about fear of putting, you know, somebody throwing you into, in front of a bus. That's a different, that's, right, right, that's right, rational right. fear. Um, that's right. very different. Um, mm-hmm. But to have too much love, I don't think that's a problem. It's what you do with mm-hmm. that love. You know, if you mm-hmm. bottle it up inside and, and you're waiting for something as opposed to being compassionate to, you know, to people in the world and kind and giving of your heart, in that mm-hmm. way you're walking your soul's journey because we all come here to heal each other and to love and to share that love of our creator, whatever you call the creator, whether you call it God, mm-hmm. Jehovah, Allah, or Sam. You know, it doesn't yes. matter. The name doesn't right. matter. We need to put a name on things because we're human. Um, but right. it's the essence that goes through us. It's the vibration. It's the love. Love is why we were created. Right. And I agree with that because it's that spontaneity when you're put in a certain position and without thinking you react. That's the natural love that's coming out from your soul self, or rather. Right. And then when you start thinking, that's when the ego comes in. And then, like I say again, is it too much love or too little love? Or right. should the fear be kicking in, so to speak? 
Yeah, ego is a problem, even for people who meditate. You know, sometimes, you know, your mind's going, you have to wash the clothes, you have to go pick up the sun, <laughs> you have to, you know, put the Christmas tree up, even though it's not even Thanksgiving, you know, things like that, um, which mm-hmm. your ego is saying, this is weird. What are you doing? You can't go into that empty space because it may not be good for you. That's ego. Yeah. When you walk in love, you can put your ego aside because you can trust. You can trust that God is bringing you what you mm-hmm. need in your life. You know, just like mm-hmm. God, you know, has decided that Mary is the messenger, the you know, the mother of humanity. You know, we can go into that space and say, you know, in this love, we are all one. So you talked right. before about religion. You know, um, you know, Mary is coming through to break down the boundaries, to break mm-hmm. down, you know, what separates us. So, you know, when I see you, you're not Asian. And when you see me, you don't see an Italian right. And, you know, you right. see something much greater than that. You feel the energy that connects us. You feel mm-hmm. that yourself. I know you do. Um, but yeah. she's coming through to say to everybody, break down the boundaries. If you want to practice religion, that's great. As long as your religion is, is you know, the foundation is love. But don't judge anybody else and recognize that we all come from the same source. And that will help us hopefully bring peace into this world. I agree. Is this the new focus of modern spirituality? I hope so. I really do. Um, you know, it certainly is, is what, I'm, what I was hearing as I was writing the book, you know, mm-hmm. to break it down. It may be the focus, but we're still not doing it. I mean, right. look at these hate crimes that are happening in the United States and across the world, just right. based upon, I don't like this group, you know, mm-hmm. or you're different than me, or you need to practice the religion that I practice or espouse the same beliefs. That's what's mm-hmm. going on. Now, not, not everybody believes that, obviously. Um, on the other hand, the more that we speak about this, the more that we pray, the, which is just speaking to God, the more that we meditate and get in union with the other people of the world, the better chance mm-hmm. we have at, at having peace and maybe, maybe heaven on earth. Wouldn't that be mm-hmm. wonderful? Your book talks a lot about meditation. I love the fact that every chapter, at the end of each chapter, you have the meditation to go with it. Mm-hmm. One of the most important things I think sometimes people misunderstood about meditation is about thinking about something else. But the concept, what I understand, and obviously what I believe you were trying to get across, is the peace is within oneself. And once you're Absolutely. able to calm the inner self, and that's when you connect to your higher self, and you're having a different perspective about when you look outward, you radiate the energy going out versus sucking in the energy coming in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, meditation brings you into your soul. Mm-hmm. And when you can find peace within yourself and you can love yourself, you can better, you know, perpetuate that outside of yourself with other people. You know, you have to find that within. And it raises Very your vibration. Yes. And, you know, raising yes. your vibration is contagious. It really is. It's contagious. People want what you have. They see people with high vibrations and they say, I want that. I want that. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get that? Why are you so peaceful? You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful for people to see. But meditation clears out all the thoughts, all the overprocessing, you know, and puts us in a place where we can receive. And mm-hmm. as we receive, we can better learn how to give. So true. What I like people to understand is that meditation allows you that moment of quietness where you can look mm-hmm. from a perspective of, and this is quite interesting, like you are stepping out and looking at all the things you are considering on the table, and then now you mm-hmm. can sort of compartmentalize them accordingly. Right. Absolutely. You know, um, you know it just doesn't, it, people think too much. You know, and I get Mm -hmm. it. We should think we're graced with intelligence, Um, but it's also really important to its mind, body, spirit to operate on all three levels. I'm guilty of that. I think too much. (laughs) Yeah, I think we all do. But, you know, the more you meditate, the more you can open yourself up, open up your heart and begin to not only think with your mind, but think with your heart. Mm -hmm. So true. How did you get introduced to the Virgin Mary? Well, um, so I was born into a Catholic family. um, But what happened was, to me, my experience was when I was around five years old, I saw her 
for the first time and mm-hmm. heard her. Um, I was, you know, I was a, a little girl and I was in the backyard of my parents' home, which was in uh, suburban New York, Long Island. And mm-hmm. I went outside. It was a beautiful spring day. And my parents had a little grotto thing that I guess Mary, the statue was supposed to be in, but there was no statue. And so I sat inside of it and I was just, you know, just being me, just sitting there. You know, my senses were very heightened. It was just that kind of a day. And then Mm -hmm. I felt an overwhelming feeling of love come over me and I couldn't move. And then I saw her and she did not look like what we see now of Mary. Um, She wasn't she didn't look Aryan. She had um, long chestnut brown hair. She had, you know, big brown eyes, um, dark mm-hmm. skin. She was um, not dressed regally. She had on, you know, a rough co- um, fabric on her, um, long and with a belt that was kind of held together with the belt. And um, she just, she looked at me and she said, I will be here for you always. And that was it. And, you know, I, and then she was gone. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. whether that lasted three seconds or two hours. Um, it felt like a very long time. And little did I know, you know, as we all have lives that aren't perfect, that mm-hmm. I would always go to her. I would, she would always be there for me. She was my personal Mary. I didn't share this with anybody. Um, that's not what I did, you know, really until, you know, quite recently. She belonged to me until, mm-hmm. you know, she told me that I had to go out in the world you know, I had to spread the messages that she was giving to the world. Very interesting. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest is Anna Raimondi. She's a motivational speaker, teacher, intuitive, and an author. Anna's passion is to give others the tools they need to live their life in joy while following their soul's mission, we are having a conversation about her latest book, She Channeled from the Virgin Mary titled Conversations with Mary, Messages of Love, Healing, Hope, and Unity for Everyone. Anna, what is a soul? A soul is our essence. It's who we are. Um, mm-hmm. The soul is here to um, help us with this journey of life. And the soul has a mission. The mission is, you know, whatever the blueprint is that the soul came in with. Yet we have free will, and we can do what we want with it. But the soul goes on forever, whereas our bodies, you know, go back to dust. One of the things you discuss in the book is that we talk about reincarnation and so forth. Do you believe Mm -hmm. in reincarnation? Um, Not only do I believe in reincarnation, but in the book, Mary talks about reincarnation, which, you know, just so your listeners understand, this is not the Mary um, of um, not only of the Catholic Church. This is Mary for everyone, for the Hindus, for the Buddhists, um, for the people who are Jewish and Muslim. Actually, she's mentioned more times in the Quran than she is in the New Testament. So it's the Mary for everybody. But, yes, she talks about reincarnation. She talks about the soul's desire to be as perfect in love as God is in love, um, as perfect as it can be. So it comes back here to, you know, be more compassionate, be more loving, to, to complete the path that wasn't completed in previous lifetimes, to set the record straight, to, you know, go forward with the lessons that weren't learned and learn the lessons and to also, you know, settle karma with other people, with the things that weren't done right, you know, that have to be corrected because that brings us higher into that vibration of love and and it makes the soul um, more perfect in itself. And I say more perfect because we can never be as perfect as the great love, but getting mm-hmm. closer to it is the desire of the soul. And the soul has um, the choice whether to come back or not. Everything right. is free will. We're not robots right. on a human level or on a soul level. Very interesting. There is obviously a spiritual shift in terms of energy around the world. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions would be, is Mary seeking us or perhaps we are seeking her subconsciously? I think both. I think that we are looking for the nurturer. We are looking for the one spiritually who can help us because it doesn't seem like we are in control, which is 
the truth. We're really never mm-hmm. in control. Mm-hmm. It's it's giving up that control and surrendering to spirit. But we are seeking her, but she's also seeking us. She wants us to come to us, to her, so that she can lead us to the peace of the divine. Um, she wants to help us. So, you know, nobody in the heavenly realm, no God, no spirit, nobody wants us to be in pain. They want us to live in abundance. We create this pain. We create this, maybe not individually, but collectively. And so mm-hmm. she wants to help us get us right. So in the book, she gives us the tools to hopefully we can follow to, again, you know, help ourselves and, and help the world. One of the most interesting things you talk about in the book is the idea, the concept of to understand something we cannot see. Because that's mm-hmm. a lot of the challenges everyone faces. Unless you're born with the concept of spirituality, and of course the concept of spirituality has been sort of hammered into you as a young person. And then of course in this case there are people that are gifted like you that just immediately mm-hmm. connected to the highway, so to speak, of spirituality. So now you have this group of people that are very sort of analytic. Mm-hmm. How do we embrace that? You know, I have a lot of skeptics come to me, and you know, mm-hmm. after the reading, they say, wow, didn't expect that. That's one way. <laughs> but you know what the most important way is? Is to allow yourself to feel. People don't want to feel. They're afraid of feeling. Feel God. Feel mm-hmm. You know, Mary, feel the angels. There's angels around every one of us. Feel them. You don't need to see with your eyes. You know, every, you know, we're human. We want to see. We want concrete proof. Feeling is not concrete, but it really is concrete. Um, I, you know, you within yourself, you allow yourself to go into that place of your soul, of your heart, where you let in the, you know, all the goodness of the universe. Meditate. Meditation's big um, because when you meditate, you're letting in. And, you know, it's funny. You know, I don't think I'm, you know, a chosen one. I think mm-hmm. I have no fear, okay? And I, mm-hmm. I was born this way, so there's, I have no fear. I'm protected. I know that. But right. everybody has the ability to communicate with heaven. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of letting go of the judgment on yourself. And, again, it's back to fear letting go of the fear, letting it in. So, you know, what I tell people who say, but how do I know this is true? Meditate. Find it in yourself. Listen to what's coming through the mouths of other people. Listen to the answers to the questions that are coming from left field. Listen to what's being brought to you. You know, again, I live in surrender, and the things that have happened in my life are my miracles because, like, even the writing of this book, I didn't know I was writing a book. That was the last thing on my mind. You know, um, I had I met someone from Simon & Schuster in a reading who said to me, you know, you should write a book about Mary. And I had that was not on my mind. I was not writing a book about Mary. And so, you know, lo and behold, in a month and a half, I have a book deal. But Mary also told me, um, a month before that, that I was to be her platform. And my answer mm-hmm. to her was, fine, open up the door and I'll walk through it. Those mm-hmm. are my miracles, okay, because I didn't, I had no control over it. And there's been so many. You know, when things Very like that happen, you have to believe. Very interesting. You also, the way you're doing it in your meditation, you're asking the right questions for the right answer or for the answer to your questions, basically. Mm-hmm. Do you have specific tips in Meditating. Yeah, I do. Um, when you meditate, first of all, you have to make sure that you're in a place where there's no interruptions and no telephone. You know, you can meditate with an animal. Um, you can meditate in groups. But to begin with, you should try to meditate. If you want to do a guided meditation, that's fine. You know, people can record the meditations in the book um, because it's easier than just trying to remember them. And it's easier sometimes than trying to meditate in silence. You will get to that point. I like meditating in silence without all the words behind it. Focusing on breath, you know, your breath coming in and out, recognizing that you're breathing in all that is good in the universe and breathing out all stress, you know, um, anxiety, you know, anything that you're holding in that is negative to yourself. Allow yourself to go into that place. Before you meditate, surround yourself with the white light of, of heaven. And you might want to put out an intention. You know, so um, if you're meditating, you may, you know, say a short little prayer 
or an intention about what's on your mind, and then just let it go. Just be in the moment. We don't let ourselves be in the moment. We're thinking about yesterday and tomorrow. Yesterday's written and tomorrow's not here, and then we lose mm-hmm. today. So be in the moment. Don't start, if you're a novice, don't start your meditation with 30 minutes. Try to start it with maybe 10 minutes. You know, you can set a clock. You can set your phone just as long as the the ringer isn't on. And, you know, and just do that. And if you're doing it for 10 minutes and your mind starts to get that monkey chatter, all you do Mm -hmm. is say, this is my gift of 10 minutes to myself today. Try to do it at the same time every day because it reinforces it. If you have something sacred that you want to bring into the place where you're meditating, and that could be a ring from your grandmother. It doesn't matter. It's something that's sacred to you. That works. I I meditate sometimes better um, when the room is dimmed and not a lot of light coming through, but that's personal preference. You know, Mm -hmm. and just give yourself, you know, the, the space to do it and don't judge yourself. So many people say to me, I just do it wrong. There is no wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. is no wrong, but it does Mm -hmm. take practice, especially in Mm -hmm. the United States. You know, we're not raised as children to meditate. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. And not only that, the, concept of with thinking and using our mind i get caught in that situation i'm sitting quietly and yet i feel like my mind is at its best to create and that's not what meditation is and i'm slowly Mm -hmm. but surely learning how to like stop thinking (laughs) yeah and just think about my heart yeah if you focus on your breath it's Mm -hmm. easier and you can feel the breath going into your heart you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, as I do in the meditations, you know, I talk about, you know, in the meditations, you know, expanding your heart, feeling your heart expand in your mm-hmm. chest. You know, um, that's what it's all about. I'm slowly but surely started to experience the energy from within radiating out versus mm-hmm. me sucking the energy in, which I think I'm on the right track. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It takes practice. Yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. How about praying? Is there a right way to pray? Well, I ask her that in the book as well, and Mm -hmm. she says anything that is from your heart is the right way to pray. So you can say prayers of your religion. You can make up a prayer. You can just talk to God. You know, just talk. Um, But she repeats, pray, 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 because when we pray, we go into a connection with God. And, you know, and she wants us to ask her to pray with her, you know, pray with us. So when I pray, I pray with Mary, but my prayers are to God because God is the only one that can answer them. She can help us along those ways, but she can't answer prayers. And she's not an intercessory. Like somebody said to me, I don't need Mary as an intercessory. No, you don't. Right. Um, but she'll pray with you. And it's a little bit different than having somebody who's interceding. We don't need, the, we don't need that. She's, you know, mm-hmm. She just prays with us. And you know, there's strength in number. You know? And right. so when we pray with somebody, you know, the prayer you know, takes on, a, a stronger, um, a stronger vibe, a stronger its strength. It's, it's it's stronger in general. But you know, any way you want to pray, she's saying pray, pray, pray. Chanting is a prayer. Music is a prayer. It's mm-hmm. it's how you connect to heaven. But the listening part of prayer is kind of the meditation. So you can pray right. first and then be quiet, be quiet, and just mm-hmm. sit and revel in the energy of God. Right, right. One of the interesting thing you mentioned about. Earlier in the show, you talk about how my aunt enjoyed mm-hmm. being out in the rice fields. Mm-hmm. And that's that quietness. So it's not about right. sitting in a room, having mm-hmm. your late crosses uh, over like a lotus position and mm-hmm. chanting and whatnot, because meditation can come in all kinds of forms. If you enjoy walking around the lake, the neighborhood. Absolutely. You can have traffic all around you, but you're in the zone and you talk about listening to music. I'm a ballroom dancer and performer and teacher. So when I'm actually performing or when I'm dancing a song that I really like, I am a rhythmic dancer. So I get into that three and a half minute, just Mm -hmm. sort of lost myself in it, so to speak. Right. And that's a meditation. You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's really good to take long walks, meditate in nature. Nature brings us something that nothing else can. I mean, that's really our church. 
is what's mm-hmm. outside of us. It's being in the purity of nature and seeing it, really seeing it, awakening to the beauty of it. That's a meditation. Um, med- you know, the, there's certain, you know, religious sects that like, um, you know, there's Buddhist sects that teach um mm-hmm you know, the constant movement of meditation, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, where you're moving, doing certain movements, that's fine. But really, it's whatever works for you. Right. Like, you know, it's, and you know when you're in that zone, so to speak, because you feel it. You feel it. You feel it in yourself. You know, I, I keep going back to this feeling. It's important for us to feel, to open up our hearts and not be afraid to feel. Feel God. Feel heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever mm-hmm. you believe in. Feel the power that is. Feel the universe moving through you. Feel it. And as you, you know, go into that space where you allow it in, that's a meditation. So true. Your book also talks about fate and faith. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that is fairly challenging because a lot of times when things happen to people, good or bad, well, that's my fate. I have to mm-hmm. live with it. Please share your thoughts about that. What Mary says about fate is there is no fate. Life is a journey. It's just mm-hmm. a journey. We, we, as humans, make decisions to go left or right. So, you know, someone who says it's my fate, you know, never mm-hmm. to succeed. No, no. That's a problem with self-esteem. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what that's about. It's a problem of seeing the glass half full instead of half, em- uh, I'm sorry, half, half empty instead of half full. So, mm-hmm. you know, she says no. It's a journey. It's a journey. Now, there are certain things that our soul wants to complete on this journey, but again, it's up to us, us to do that. Faith is a belief that, you know, there is something greater than us that is leading us to goodness, you know, and leading us to complete this journey, whatever this journey is. You know, there's, there's, not, you know, there's good and bad in our lives. It's what we learn from the things that aren't so great. What we do with that, because everything is a lesson, and having faith that we are doing what we need to do to elevate our souls. You know, think about this. Every moment that we're alive, every moment, we're one moment closer to death. This life is fleeting. It goes really fast. And our souls are just trying to get us to the place where when we die, we have have completed as much as we can that but we came here to do so that we can be in the realm of of God, which is hard for us to conceptualize that this place is as perfect as it is. You know, it's so different from life on this planet. Heaven is perfect. There's, there's nothing there but love. There's no animosity. There's no hate. There's no judgment. It's just love. Very interesting. Why is hope important in our life? Because without hope, what do we have? Without <laughs> hope, we're empty. I mean, there's nothing without hope. Hope says that I can believe that something good is going to happen. I can believe that there's an end to misery, that I can believe in this love that is coming forth without hope. You know, hope is a part of love. You know, if you Mm -hmm. love, you can hope. You know, they they go hand in hand. Right. So true. What does Mary has to say about all the evil that are happening around the world, though? Well, obviously, she's not happy about it, um, you know, and it's, it's about people striving for supremacy um, in, on every level, within families and communities, in nations, globally. There's a fight for supremacy. We don't realize or we haven't realized, you know, um, humanity hasn't realized that there is no supreme. The only supreme being is the power that is. Okay, that's it. But it's a fight mm-hmm. to be better, okay? Um, you know, and that's why, again, she's coming through to break down these barriers and saying, you're, none of you are supreme. You're all the same in the eyes of heaven. You know, that's what it's about. But, you know, she wants to stop the atrocities in the world. And so she's coming through to say, pray, 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 and believe that this can end. Evil is also infectious. Okay, you know, and and there is an evil energy that, you know, goes around that that, you know, people who don't have the the strong connection to heaven, to God are infected with, you know, it's also turning in, you know, saying, I know I'm not really looking for what's in the afterlife. I want I want what's in this life. Okay, I want I want my voice heard or I want to, you know, get rid of these people that don't serve me in some way. That's evil. That's bad. 
really bad. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, like with people like Hitler, um, when people like that, I mean, we all pass. We have to see our life in review. And that evilness, those people that are evil, will have to watch this on almost like a movie screen. Watch it go mm-hmm. by. Watch the evil that they did. And the soul cringes in that because the soul is, is born out of love. It's all about love and cringes. And, you know, someone like Hitler, soul, will be watching that movie until the last person affected has passed on. It's a long time because think of that. Yeah. You know, it's still going on. Hitler's still there watching this. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn. My guest is Anna Raimondi. She is a motivational speaker, teacher, intuitive, and an author. Anna's passion is to give others the tools they need to live their lives in joy while following their soul's mission. We're having a conversation about her latest book she channeled from the Virgin Mary title, Conversations with Mary, messages of love, healing, hope, and unity for everyone. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Anna, does forgiveness come into play in helping us in our spiritual journey? Mm-hmm. Because if we don't forgive, we hold in an energetic ball inside our bodies and our souls. You know, as somebody mm-hmm. like me who has done energy work with people, I can feel it inside people. I can pick it up inside people. It hurts us from going forward. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, if if we have the compassion, now forgive to forgive, not forget. Okay, we don't have to forget. Right. Forget right. if we forget, it becomes repetitive. But to look at the situation and say, Wow, that person who hurt me so much must be in so much pain to do that to me, okay? And sometimes it's mm-hmm. not easy, you know. Um, sometimes it's very difficult. But to, And to forgive ourselves, you know, <laughs> that's the hardest thing to do, <laughs> to say, you know, I've done X, Y, and Z, and I hurt other people, I hurt myself. But to look at the situation from a different angle and say, ah, oh, this is why I did it, again, you don't have to forget it because you don't want to repeat, but it's that forgiveness, and that breaks up those energy balls that reside in our body, and, you know, it makes us happier. It, you know, it moves us into a different place where we're not bitter or holding a chip on our shoulders, so to speak, you know, but letting it go. You know, if, if, if God can forgive us, then we should be able to forgive ourselves and other people as well. And it's not always easy, you know. You know, there are some people carrying horrific things, you know, the, the, the memory of horrific things that have happened to them. But it's mm-hmm. in forgiving that we can, you know, open ourselves up to all that life has to offer us. And maybe to take those experiences and help other people. So true. How can we hear Mary? Yeah, again, through meditation. I mean, I hear her morning, noon, and night. She would wake me up in the middle of the night to give me answers that I didn't even have questions for for the book. And I would get up mm-hmm. and, and type them. So you can hear her in your sleep. You can hear her as you meditate. Talk to her. Ask her questions and close your eyes. And, you know, hearing doesn't always mean hearing words in your head. You know, hearing can also, again, be just knowing what she's saying to you or feeling what she's saying to you. But she wants to be asked. She's appearing and talking to people all over the globe. There are, you know, there's, um, there's people, there's a woman in Medjugorje, there's a visionary in Medjugorje where Mary has been appearing for the last, you know, 36, 37 years, um, right. who still sees Mary once a month sees her visually. She's a visionary. Um, There's people, you know, in South America who are talking about seeing her. And people in Russia. There's people all over the world who are talking to us. She comes to us in very many ways. You know, I asked her, I asked her a question, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek. You know, there's Mm -hmm, people who mm -hmm. say, oh, I saw Mary in my sandwich. You know, what do we do about that? And And her answer was, you know what? If you see me in your sandwich, you see me on a billboard, you see me in your dreams, it doesn't matter. Just let me mm-hmm. come to you in any right. way that I possibly can. You know, open up your heart to her. She wants to come and she wants to help us heal ourselves. 
That's what she wants. She wants to teach us all the things that, you know, we want to know. You know, the book talks about so many things. You know, it, it talks about ascended masters. It talks about harmony in the world. It talks about heaven and hell. It talks about, you know, the guardian angels and our angels and our spirit guides and all of that. You know, she wants to give us this so that we can live our lives in abundance and peace as we long for our soul longs for heaven. I'm glad you brought up the concept of the ascended masters. That's a very interesting concept. That's something that all of us has the ability to achieve, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we keep coming back here. That's why we come back here through reincarnation. We want to get to that level. We want to also get to the level of enlightenment. You know, mm-hmm. um, and again, she talks about this in the book in great detail. Um, our soul wants to get to, we want to live in bliss you know, perpetually, eternally. So we all And that comes back to the concept of this lifetime is a journey. Oh, absolutely. It's a learning yeah. experience. It's an absolute learning experience. And, you know, some people, um, and you, you can know, and you know that when you meet them, you know, mm-hmm. are living this as a journey, you know, a journey into their heart, a journey into, you know, getting to that place that is heaven, a journey of compassion. And then other people just don't get it, you know, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's about us bringing up the vibration so they can't deny it. Very interesting. How does the rosary work? Well, you know, um, the rosary for Catholics, um, Mm -hmm. I actually started a rosary group a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. that was non-denominational, which Mm -hmm. is a a different concept. Um, You know, the the rosary is a series of Hail Marys and and the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Mm -hmm. Prayer is completely a non-denominational prayer. Um, the Hail Mary is more of a Catholic prayer, but it depends on how you view the words, you know, um, and certain words can be changed, and she's okay with that, okay? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I had people saying, instead of saying, you know, um, there's a, a line in it that says, Mother of God, they were saying, Mother of us all, or Mother of Humanity. Mm-hmm. It can be mm-hmm. changed. But the rosary, you know, um, if you say it in the Catholic way, you know, you are, you know, you're, you're seeing, you know, certain things, you know, you're asked to bring up certain um, periods in Christ's life or, um, you know, the glorious mysteries or, you know, Mm -hmm. the illuminous mysteries. Um, But you can also use the rosary as a meditation. And she taught me how to meditate with the rosary. I would go, um, I was working on Madison Avenue and I wasn't very happy with my life. You know, Mm -hmm. everything was just not working for me. And um, I was led to go to the the chapel of Our Lady in the back of St. Patrick's Cathedral. And I just walked in there and I started to cry. And I sat down and I said the rosary. And it became a meditation for me. Um, It was because it's so repetitious you know, it, I was, it brought me into meditating. And so, you know, I, you know, when I meditate, because, you know, I have all the clairs going on, you know, I begin to see and feel um, and hear things. And so it brought me into that place that um, I felt her soothing my soul. It brought me higher. And so mm-hmm. I learned how to meditate in that way. Very interesting. I tried rosary prayers with a group in my church. But I find that there's a sense of nervousness that I felt because I felt like sort of disconnected in the group. Prior to joining the group and, of course, after the fact, I used the rosary. I mean, at least I have it in my hand every time when I meditate in the morning. And I find that there's a certain amount of peace and tranquility being by myself, being isolated. So I don't know whether that's just individualized. Is there such a thing? Absolutely. You know, I mean... Everybody, you know, does their own thing, different socks for different jocks, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, the rosary mm-hmm. is a symbol of what Mary brings through to us, and so just holding the rosary is a connection to her. Um, okay. You know, I say the rosary alone. You know, I have done it with mm-hmm. people, but mm-hmm. I like doing it alone, just me. I mean, I say the rosary in the bathtub because, mm-hmm. you know, water is very grounding, and I mm-hmm. like doing it in the bathtub. So mm-hmm. I'm relaxed in there, I'm grounded, and it opens me up. But again, I'm doing it because it brings me into my highest vibration. It brings me into a very deep meditative state. But I also say the rosary sometimes in the car. 
You know, mm-hmm. if I'm going, if I'm doing a group reading, say, and I'm on my way, you know, I'll say a rosary for the people that I'm that I'm going to be with. I say a decade of the rosary for each person that I'm doing readings for during my day. And I don't care what religion they are. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Right. It's, you know, right. this is how I connect. It's about me. And, you know, and mm-hmm. for some people, the rosary may not work. You know, so do it your own way. These are these are just just tools that have been given right. to us to communicate. Find the one that works best for you. That's it. I find that I'm really enjoying and feeling the effects of connecting with guardian angels. Mm-hmm. You talk about saying the prayers when you're driving and so forth. I do that whenever I go into my car and asking Archangel Michael to protect me in my car. And, right. And I feel that comfort in doing so. How can we connect more effectively with our guardian angels? Okay, so here's the thing about angels as opposed to mm-hmm. those in the spirit realm. Angels yes. have always been messengers of God. They've never mm-hmm. been human. Okay, They don't fully understand the human condition. And they're also very literal. So if I say to my angel, will I die? Um, my angel will say to me, yes. Yeah, because we're all <laughs> going to die. If I, said, yeah. Yeah, if I said to a spirit, am I going mm-hmm. to die? You know, the answer may be, yeah, but... You know, not today and not tomorrow. You know, I don't see that. So in in order to, you know, um, connect with the guardian angels, you need to bring them in. You know, we all have guardian angels. You know, people ask me all the time, do I have a guardian angel? Everybody has a guardian angel. And we are the ones that they are assigned to keep and to be with. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Michael belongs to all of us. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a protective angel, and there's beautiful prayers online to the Archangel Michael. But we have our own personal guardian angel. We should talk to them. But, you know, no, no answers that can be a yes or no. You know, um, meditate with them. What I, like, what I tell people to do is to write down a question or write down, mm-hmm. like, dear guardian angel. Um, mm-hmm. And then a question, how can I... Um, better better bring you into my life or better communicate with me um, and then close your eyes. And if you're able, um, when you're finished with the meditation that you're doing, when your eyes are closed, take the pen and put it in your left dominant hand and try to mm-hmm. write out what you're feeling automatically right. If you can't do that, do it with your right hand. It's a great exercise in communication. But, you know, not only do we have guardian angels around us, we have spirit guides. We have other angels around us. We are all surrounded. We're completely surrounded with heaven. This life is not easy. To me, this is our purgatory. To me, this is what it's about. You know, this is where we learn our lessons. This is where we try to get it straight. And we need protection. And we need guidance. And they speak to us and they guide us. And again, you know, whether it's in our sleeps, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through other people, whether it's through music, you know, it's, we need to awaken to this because, you know, they want to make it easier for us to, you know, go on this journey of life. Is there a hierarchy in the sense that, well, you shouldn't talk to your archangels, you should talk to your guardian angels first, or should you talk to your spiritual guide? What are we talking about here? Talk to them all. Talk <laughs> to them all. The more you talk to them, the yeah. more you will bring them in. Angels like to be invited, okay? okay. They like mm-hmm. people to say, I'm letting you in. You know, be with me. You know, um, that's it. Bring them all in. You know, you want to talk to the Archangel Michael or the Archangel Raphael or, you know, whoever you want. Bring them in. Bring in your, you know, those, you know, on the other side, your your ancestors. Bring them in. You know, bring in your, you know, your guides in, you know, your your spirit guides in. You don't, you know, you don't need to know who they are. Just bring them in. Bring them all in. Bring, and because, you know, it's, they'll, they'll give you, they'll give you the wisdom, you know, to follow through on your path. But always remember that the one who reigns supreme really is the creator. That's mm-hmm. the supreme one, you know. So, you know, but, you know, they lead you to the path that you can communicate better with God. So, so true. You live your life in a better way. You know, all, you know we can mm-hmm. have abundance in this life. We can have happiness in this life, whatever that means to us. You know, it's just following the path that is, you know, right before us that we may not see. Very interesting. What information about Mary impacted you the most in writing the book? 
You know, um, there's so much about her, but the fact that she says that she wasn't perfect, you know, that she was a human being, that she's familiar to us. You know, she talks about the death of her son from a mother's perspective and how she Mm -hmm. felt as a mother going through that. You know, it just wasn't, okay, like I get your journey, you know, I'll see you on the other side. No, it wasn't like that. You know, the pain she felt after her death and, you know, and getting over the hate that she felt against, you know, his prosecutors and the people that went against him. You know, as a mother, I can definitely relate to that. I have two sons. You know, um, I can't imagine that. You know, you know, that was really, to me, um, something that is really never really spoken about. You know, how she felt as a woman. You know, she really didn't want to talk about her life. But you, and if you read the book, you can hear, I, I want to mm-hmm. ask those questions. I want to ask those questions because I want to get to know her. You know, it's, it's important. It was important for me to get to know her, um, not only as this messenger of God, but somebody who was real, who understood our pain and understands our pain because she was a human being. You know, Mm -hmm. to me, that was something that even wants me to be even closer to her because she understands. She gets it on so many levels. She was married. She had a husband who died before she did. You know, she was a widow. You know, um, you know, she connected to people you know, in different ways, you know, how she lived her life and and how she lived in faith Um, because she, you know, she had such incredible faith in God that, you know, which was what healed her in the end, what made her, you know, move into that place of forgiveness because Mm -hmm. she had faith that this was something that was, you know, done for the, the greater good. Very interesting. Do you hear her voice or do you hear your own voice? Um, sometimes I hear her voice. Um, most mm-hmm. of the time these days, it's um, it's through my own voice, or um, or like I just start, you know, at the book I would just start typing, and it came mm-hmm. through my fingers, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is kind of strange because it just happened. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, um, I have heard her voice outside of myself on mm-hmm. a- occasion uh, in writing the book and in my daily life. Sometimes I hear her voice and sometimes, you know, it's just, I know. I know her energy so well because mm-hmm. it's been with me for my whole life, you know. Yeah. I know it so well that I know when she's near me. I know what she's conveying sometimes, you know, telepathically, energetically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the greatest thing that you have accomplished? And I mean, it could be anything that using her energy within you. Uh, I think the greatest thing is um, she helps me bring healing to people. You know, she helps me open up their lives to Mm -hmm. see what is beyond, you know, what they're seeing in their everyday. You know, she helps me to accomplish that, and she Mm -hmm. gives me the strength to accomplish that. You know, to me, that's the, you know, I'm a healer. When You know, you can put a lot of titles on me, but I'm a healer, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and I want as my soul wants me to do, to help as Mm -hmm. many people as I can. So whether Mm -hmm. it's through the readings I do with people, or the, you know, the big, you know, readings I do with people, or the small readings, or through this book, you know, Mm -hmm. I I want, you know, I I desire, you know, people to allow themselves to heal and to live life in in, in joy, you know, and love. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would you like for your readers to gain from reading Conversations with Mary? A deeper connection to not only Mary, but to all in heaven and especially God, to recognize that, you know, this life is not the end all um, and that we all need to listen to her words and to love and love big and have compassion, you know, and to smile at people when we see them, to show the joy that's on our face, because it not only will help themselves, but help everybody else, and to believe that there's something so much greater than us. Wonderful. Where can someone go to buy your book, get more information about you, and keep up with your latest happenings? Um, You can go to my website at com. The book can be purchased online at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and, and other online bookstores. It's also carried in Barnes & Noble and in some smaller stores. Um, so the book can be gotten in a, a variety of different ways. And, you know, if you go to my website, there's a host of information there about 
things that I'm doing, where I'm going. I'm going on a book tour. I'll be in Florida. I'll be in Denver. I'll be in California. I'm doing things in New Jersey and Connecticut and New York. So um, we try to keep up with the websites. It's coming in fast and furious. Um, I'm, re- I'm on I'm whole, a whole bunch of radio stations. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably the best way. Also on Facebook. Um, if people um, follow me on, I don't know what it's called, my business or my fan page, I mm-hmm. do Facebook Lives on that page. I try to do them once a week, although I haven't done them one in two weeks because um, it's just been too crazy, but I really try to do them once a week. So you can follow me there. You can also watch the interview I've done on, uh, I was on Dr. Oz last week. So mm-hmm. hopefully that will be posted to YouTube soon. I also have a YouTube channel. So there's lots of ways. <laughs> Lots of ways. <laughs> Fantastic. That sounds really wonderful. As we close the hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Yeah. Um, I think the best recipe for living is to go into your soul to meditate, to find that peace within yourself, to not judge yourself, and to love yourself, because as you love yourself, you can be part of that greater love and share it with the world. Fantastic. Anna, thank you for the wonderful recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Tuesday morning, November 28th. My guest will be Amy Newmark, the publisher and editor-in-chief of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Amy and I will be having a wonderful conversation about their latest release, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Step Outside Your Comfort Zone. 101 stories about trying new things, overcoming fear, and broadening your world. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Anna, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again and a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your loved ones. And have a blessed day. You too. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings, much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more.